0: The CELPIP exam measures your ability to use English in everyday situations, and task six of the speaking section of the exam is no different. In this section, you're going to be dealing with a difficult situation, and it's an opportunity for you to demonstrate your ability to deal with one of these challenges, one of these common everyday things that you will face, and that you've probably already faced Thousands of times in your first language, but here you're going to be using English. You've faced these situations before, or you've seen them before in your first language. And even in English, you probably have seen them happening around them, around you, or maybe you've even had to do it yourself. But this task will have you dealing with a difficult situation, maybe with a friend a family member, an acquaintance, or maybe even a customer. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how you could respond to the questions you might face. So let's get started. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. This is the podcast for motivated English learners who want to speak English fearlessly and learn practical tips and strategies to conquer the CELPIP exam. I also love to feature encouraging interviews with regular people, people just like you, who are working towards becoming fluent in English so we can learn from their experiences together. Who am I? My name is Aaron Nelson and I've been an English teacher for over 16 years and I now work to help students prepare for the SELPIP exam through online classes. Just yesterday I found myself in a difficult situation with one of my older sons. He got off of work late last night and called to ask if I could give him a ride home. Normally he walks home because his workplace is within easy walking distance. But it was already dark and already late, so I went to pick him up. As we were nearing our home, he told me some of his friends had just sent him a message to ask if he could go and eat with them at a nearby fast food spot. I told him no, because it was already late. He was tired anyway and didn't exactly want to go, but... At the same time, he did want to spend some time with his friends. Then, as we got closer to our house, he got another text message. His friends were already there and waiting. Oh no. That was where the difficult moment came in for me. His friends were waiting for him. Should I go ahead and change my mind and let him go, even though it was already pretty late? and not a normal time, we'd let him go out? Or should I stick to my decision and tell him no, even though his friends were waiting? What would you do? Now, I knew my wife would agree with me. It was too late to be going out. So I told him no one more time. And I explained that it was just too late to be going out and that I was sorry, but he would have to tell his friends that it not tonight, but thanks anyway. And I reminded him that he was already very tired. I have to admit that I was feeling uncomfortable. I didn't want to be one of those difficult parents, you know, the ones that were always saying no. I didn't want to be that. And normally we say yes. Normally we don't mind him going out and hanging out with his friends. But it was already pretty late. I also felt uncomfortable because I didn't want his friends to feel badly for coming all the way out to meet our son. It wasn't a simple decision, you know. But I needed to remain kind but firm. Thankfully, our son is usually easygoing and listens. He let his friends know that he was just too tired and he didn't have permission to go. I'm so glad that his friends are also good kids, and they didn't give him a hard time. The situation was dealt with; they went on their way, and our son went into the house with us and we took it easy for the rest of the night. But have you ever faced a difficult situation like that where you felt pressured to change your mind or to give in to the person you were talking with? I bet you you have in your first language. I bet you know that feeling of pressure on the inside to change your mind or to maybe bend the rules or to do something that you know you're not supposed to do. I know you felt that pressure. And in your first language, you probably are pretty confident to respond. But when you're needing to do it in a foreign language, in a language that is not your own, that can be pretty tricky, can't it? It can be hard to keep calm. It might even be hard to be polite. And it might even be harder to stick to, the, the, to your position or your decision that you have made. But that's something that you're going to need to do in task six of the speaking section of the self exam. Just this past week, I had a class with a student And we were practicing this task, actually. And I just loved the way she responded to the situation that I put her in. I loved it so much that I wanted to share it with you today. And it has absolutely nothing to do with me at all. This, her answer, was all from her. This was all her creativity and quick thinking. But I think that there is much that we can learn from how she responded. Her situation was this. I told her that she needed to pretend that she was an employee in a coffee shop. And the owner of the coffee shop had a strict no pets, no animals policy in the shop. And by the way, have you ever been to a cafe or a coffee shop where pets were actually allowed in? I have. I've been inside coffee shops and little restaurants where pets could go in. And I've seen owners come in with big animals, big dogs. It felt weird. It felt strange seeing those dogs coming in because it's not normal, is it? So that was the situation I was putting my student in, that she was an employee and the spot where she works had a very strict no pets, no animals policy. Now, I bet you can imagine the second part to this situation that I put my student in. I bet you're already thinking, I know what's coming next. Well, you're probably right. If you're thinking she's going to have to deal with a customer who brings in a dog or a pet, well, you'd be right. Here's the situation I gave my student. A client had just arrived and had a dog with them. And they were asking if the dog could come inside because it was starting to rain heavily. And they didn't want their dog to get wet. Her job was to kindly respond to the client and let them know of the cafe's no pet policy. Now, during the task, by the way, in case you didn't know this, during the task, you will have 60 seconds to think about what you're going to say. As soon as you are shown the question or shown the situation, you'll have 60 seconds to think about what you're going to say. And once those 60 seconds are up, the exam will automatically begin. Well, it will automatically move you to the response part where you need to record your answer. And you will have 60 seconds to respond. And you need to fill up as much as you can of those 60 seconds. You don't have to get exactly 60 seconds worth of response time, but... Mm, you should get close to it. 55 seconds, 50 seconds at the least, you should get. All right, so that's just something for you to keep in mind. So let's get back to my student. And I just want to repeat once again that this was totally her creativity on this. It had nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with things that we had practiced before. This came out of her heart. And it really felt like it came from her heart, the way she responded. So here's how she did it. First, she boy, boy, that was hard to say. First, she showed, <laughs> that's a hard thing to say together. She, she showed empathy by immediately talking to me as if I were the client. She said how sorry she was that it was raining and that she would love to invite the dog to come inside to keep dry. And and our class, by the way, is over Zoom. And when she was giving this answer, she leaned forward as if she was talking to me and if she was showing me with her body language how sorry she felt that it was raining. And she said, I'm so sorry. I, I, I can see that it's raining and I really would love to invite the dog to come inside to keep dry. But then she went on to very kindly explain that the owner had a terrible pet allergy. In fact, the last time an animal came into the cafe, she said, he had to be taken to the hospital. So that was why there was a very strict no animal rule in the cafe. Then she went on to explain that it was possible that even other clients could be allergic to pet hair as well. Or some people are even afraid of dogs. Then she explained that they had and this this was something that totally caught me off guard. If if her empathetic response at the very beginning was a surprise to me, this next part I thought was genius. She explained that they had a special roofed-off area just outside, especially for pets. There was water, and there was a little food dish there for them. And the dog would be able to wait perfectly dry while the client enjoyed a coffee. And if he would allow it, I love this part too, she said that she had a delicious treat for the dog so that he would be happy too. I was so impressed with her answer because she demonstrated firmness, but she stuck with the policy of her store. She also carefully explained why she could not allow the pet inside, but then she showed great care and empathy by saying how much she wished she could allow the pet inside. And even her tone of voice made her sound convincingly like she was on the client's side. I loved her answer. And there's a couple of things that I want to help you notice about her response. Number one, she used her imagination. She used her imagination. None of her answer, except for the rule about no pets and the fact that she worked at a coffee shop, None of everything else that she came up with was completely from her mind, was completely from her heart. It had nothing on, on, like on the question that I gave her, there was no clues in there for her to come up with things like this. So she used her imagination and you should too. You should use your imagination regardless of, of the situation that the exam tries to put you in, even if that situation isn't true about you you've likely experienced something similar to it, or you've at least seen it. So you can imagine what that situation would be like. Again, even if it's not true about you, pretend that it is when you give your answer. Number two, remember to be firm, but stick with your position. If that is what the question is asking you to do. In the situation that we were practicing together, my student had to stick to the rules of no pets. And it didn't matter how much the client was insisting that they bring their dog in. And it didn't matter that outside it was raining. She had to stick to the rules. Or she'd lose her job, right? I mean, that could happen to you. If you break the rules of the place where you work, you could get into a lot of trouble. Or you might even lose your job, depending on what a whatever the situation might be. But in this situation, she had to stick to the rule or she had to stick to the situation that that the question put her in. And she had to be firm. And she did a great job of doing it. Number three, remember you need to firmly, and that means not changing your mind, you need to firmly but kindly explain why you can't agree with the person who is asking you to make a change. You need to not alter your position, but you need to do it kindly. And I'm so proud of my student because she did such a great job at that. And here's the bonus. And I've been speaking about it over and over again because it was so useful and so helpful. Remember to show feeling or empathy with the person who is asking you to do something that you can't do. Let them know that you care. I think my student, I didn't ask her this. Maybe I'll ask her next time. I think she loves dogs because the way she responded really convinced me that she cared. It wasn't just, like I said a a while ago, it wasn't just a flat no. And I'm sure you've, you've been on the receiving end of an answer like that, haven't you? Where you've asked for something that maybe wasn't okay or it wasn't in agreement with the company policy or with, uh, the way that that place worked or, or maybe with a brother or a sister or a, or a family member, you were asking for something and they just said no. And there was no, uh, what's the word? There was no empathy shown in the way they said, no, it was just a flat, no, well, you don't have to respond that way and you shouldn't on this exam. I think you will do even better if you are able, if the situation that the exam is asking you to respond from, if it, if there's an opportunity for you to show feelings or empathy in the way you give your answer, I think you totally should. It will help increase your score. It will It will help strengthen your answer is what I'm trying to say. It will strengthen your response just like it did for my student. Let the person know you care. Now, having said all that, on the exam, you're not going to see anybody. So you're not going to, to to be able to see how the other person is responding to your answer, but use your imagination. Pretend that you're talking to somebody, and pretend that you are actually in the situation. If you would like to follow these tips or the notes that I'm talking from today, you can check them out on my blog and there's going to be a link to it in the show notes of this episode, but you can find them at selpipsuccess.com forward slash speaking task six. That's selpipsuccess.com forward slash speaking task six. Thank you for listening to today's episode and we'll see you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye. My friend, are you struggling right now with yourself at PrEP? Does it feel like you're lost and everyone around you knows what they're doing except you? Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you don't have someone to ask, um, hello, I'm here. And I'm not even waiting for you to ask for help. I'm inviting you to come and work with me. I'm an experienced English teacher and certified CELPIP trainer, and I can help you prepare for your exam. So if you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed with what to study next for the CELPIP exam, and if you're ready to get friendly support and encouragement when you're having a hard time, then today is the day for you to connect with me. I want to work with you. Just go to www.SELPIPSuccess.com forward slash listener and you'll get a 25% discount when you join the SELPIP Success School. I'll put a link for that in my show notes, but that link again is selpipsuccess.com forward slash listener and you will get a 25% discount. The SELPIP Success School combines weekly assignments that you can do on your own with unlimited support from me, as well as weekly live coaching calls. Let's work together and conquer the SELPIP exam.